Okay, good morning. So we, we're at we're uh, nine lines from the bottom, the last word of the line, which says any. So we, had, we were speaking about the fact that if a person goes to a, to a, to a wedding, you've got to be Mesameach, Hosem Lakala, and if you are Mesameach, then you get, uh, you, well, if you aren't, you get, uh, you, 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 you've done something terrible that you haven't uh, engaged with the five kolot. And if you do, it's like Matan uh, Torah, and it's very exciting, and very simchadik. And it quotes, five, it quotes Psukim, where it says the word kol five times, concerning the Matan Torah. So on that, the Gemara says, Aini, oh really, says the Gemara. Vaxiv, concerning Matan Torah, it also says, Vachola Amra Imata Kolot. It says that, that the nation saw the Kolot. Oisam Koilos, says the Gemara, those Koilos, the Koida Matan Torah, those were before Matan Torah, so therefore they're not included in the five, five kolot of Torah itself. Um, so, so therefore, there is the, um, uh, Rashi says, Hanach kolot bastrai hainu, Hanach da'ayri bahu le'el. says the, the, the last ones are the ones that happened, that we're talking about Matan Torah. That we don't have to worry about. Ka'ama, the nirin hayu. Avafabisha, kol eno nira ze nira. He says, and this quotes this concept, that uh, with a kol, it says, that kola amro im etakolot. Uh, so Rashi points out, you don't see voices. Maybe at a certain age or something, you see voices. <laughs> but uh, you don't see voices. Um, we hear voices. And so therefore, when it says, it's clear that it's not a normal call anyway that they were saying. And that was before Matan Torah. It was when B'nai Israel were preparing themselves for that, for that thing. Okay, comes along the Gomorrah. And the Gomorrah says, not only that, but says, Rabbi Abau Amar Ki When a person is misamech b'chosan, it's as if they bring a korban toda, as it says, Meviim toda beis Hashem, bringing the toda to the beis Hashem. So what does it mean? Rashi says Ki Ashiv Et Shvut. It's talking about at the, the the rebuilding of the Jewish people. When when Hakadosh Baruch Hu will bring back the Jewish people to. Uh, to Eretz Israel, to, to Yerushalayim, then uh, we will bring these Korban Torah. So therefore it's clear that a wedding ceremony and the bringing together of two Neshamas is, is part of the rebuilding of Am Yisrael and part of our resettlement of the land of Israel. That's what it's called. So it's all talking about not only the Simcha of the wedding, it's talking about the Simcha of the return to, to Yerushalayim, Yerakosh. Okay. Yes, it's all part of that same system. Okay. So, let's carry on. Um, so, what did they used to say when we. When there was the. Beta Migas over there? They didn't say nothing. So, what did they say at the wedding ceremony then? She's lekker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's a good question. It's a good question. Well, look, it's still the same thing. It's now. Then it's about kind of sustaining, you know, the. The establishment, but now now it's about rebuilding. It's a good point. It's a good point. Okay. Okay, I'll have to go deeper. Okay, says the Gemara. Okay, Rav Nachman by Yitzhak Amar. Rav Nachman by Yitzhak says that when a person is Samech for Chosan and Kala, Ba'aki'ilu Bana Achat Michorvas Yerushalayim. It's as if the person rebuilt not only bringing a Korban Torah, but actually rebuilt one of the, 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 the destroyed. Um, Parts of Yerushalayim, as it says, Ki Hashiv Etchvita Aretz Kabarishona Amar Hashem. When I return, the Jewish people Kabarishona, like they were Amar Hashem. So it's all part of this process of. Uh, <coughs> that's why um, the you know when we say that they should build a Beit near Man Yisrael, we think it's just about them. It's not. 
the Bait Nehman is also about the rebuilding, the, the concept of the rebuilding of the Bais Amigdash, just as an idea. Okay, let's go Vajra. Says the Gemara, Vamar Rebichel, Vamar Ravuna. Rebichel says, Nehmer Ravuna, Kol Adam Sheyesh, Bo Yirat Shamayim. Any person who has Yirat Shamayim, then what? Dvarav Nishmaim. His words will be heard. Shneemar, Softavar, Akol Nishma. Softavar, at the end of the day, Hakol Nishma, Everything will be heard. Etanim yarei. You got to fear Hashem. So where is that from? Sof davar akol nishma etanim yarei. Anyone know? Very good. It's the end of Kehillat. It's the last pasuk of Kehillat. Sof davar of the whole spill of uh, of thirteen chapters of uh, of telling us off. Right, because that's really what Kohelet is. At the end of the day, it's, a Musa, it's like a Musa Shmuz. Right, says so at the end of the day, what's the most important? Kol Nishma, you want everything, you want to be heard. You've got to have, um, you got to have Yirat Hashem. My Kizekol Adam. So this is a Kizekol Adam, right? Because that is all of man. Sof Tavar Kol Nishma. That the world was created for what purpose? Why was the world created? It's an amazing thing. Like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like all over. Right? Why was the world created? For what purpose was the world created? <laughs> to serve Hashem. Okay? And how do you, what's the basis of our service of Hashem? And why do we keep mitzvahs? See, this is where it goes. Now we have to dig. Because according to this, it says, that you want to hear your, if your words want to be heard, right? We have to understand what that means, your words want to be heard. We'll get that. But um, you have to have Yirat Hashem, because that is all of man. So what does it mean, all of man? So he says, Therefore, that's the reason that the world was created. The world was created for us to have Yerat Hashem. Which means that we have a certain level of reverence for our Kaddish Baruch Hu and everyone. We've got to try and develop it and develop it as much as we can. But um, the more reverence we have, then the more our words will be heard. What words? So it says, the Ion Yaakov says, Ion Yaakov says, Ki ein if a person doesn't have Yerat Hashemayim, how, how can you possibly like, rebuke others? Right? Because they'll get yourself in order first. So if a person wants to be, and it's hard, right? I mean, in, in any position, as a parent, as a grandparent, as, the, as a leader, as the rabbi, whatever, and it doesn't make a difference what what environment you're in, if you're not, if one doesn't have integrity in that system, then how can you possibly expect for your words to be heard? You know? So we'll say to our, to our children, you know, like, get off your phone. You know, but we're on our phones all the time. So, so what's your other guy possibly like, listen, you know? <clears throat> so we have to be the, the examples. Uh, so therefore, if we want to, we want to try and teach you at Shemaim, or we want to get people to, to connect. So then we've got to, um, we've, we ourselves, have to ensure that we that we are doing the right thing. Yeah, sorry. We such a small part of the universe, the Jews. Ninety-nine <coughs> percent of the yeah. rest of the people don't don't have any right to Hashem. 
and a part of the universe also. What's and therefore what? So how is it blending here? So if you remember, two weeks... Say, so two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? When Yitzchak goes down to, to Gerar, because remember, he doesn't go to Mitzrayim. He only goes down to the end of the Plishtim. And there he says that what? He says that, his, that uh, Rivka is his sister. And it says that he looked out and he saw they were, that Avimelech looks out and he sees they were Mitzachik, Mitzachkim, right? And since they were Mitzachkim, he realized that they were, they were engaging with each other like husband and wife. We're not sure what it means. Like, what, what, you know, like there is a certain relationship where husband and wife are, you know, engaged, shouting at him, and, you know, that kind of right? The, um, so he knew that they were husband and wife. And he says to, uh, to Yitzchak, why don't you just tell me she's your wife? But right? Okay, but Avram gives a different, a different understanding. But here Yitzchak says to Avimelech, you know why? Because I know that there is no Yirat Hashem here. Right? Everywhere else he went, there was a concept of reverence. But in Gerar, in, in this place where the Plishtim are, um, which is now Aza in that area, right? So he said there was no, there's no Yirat Hashem. So they have no reverence for anything. If you have no reverence for anything, so then I can't tell you that she's, you, you won't respect the fact that she's my wife. You'll butter me up because she's my sister, but you won't respect the fact that she's my wife. That's the whole point. So there is Yirat Hashem around the world. You know, the Christians have Yirat Hashem. It's just a different type of Yirat Hashem. The, the Muslims definitely have Yerat Hashem. So he didn't do it for us. He did it for everybody else. For everyone. There has to be an engagement with them. Why do we have to think that we're so unique here? Because we have a different level that we have to reach as Am Yisrael. Am Yisrael is different. You know, as I said before, right? Amavdil men kodesh lochol ben alochosh ben Yisrael amim. It's just different. It's just different. That's a fundamental. Okay. Let's go weiter. <coughs> so it says the... Um, I want, um, I just want to go into, um, okay, no, no, I'm just thinking if we should go into this as well. Okay, leave this for the moment. Let's go weiter. Okay, so it says the Gomorrah. Um, Rabbi Amar Barakana Amar, Shakul Zekenega Kola Oilam, Kuloi. This concept is, um, of, of Yirat Hashem is, is everything. It's worth, it's, it's completely, it balances out with the rest of the world. It's everything. Okay? Rabbi Shimon ben Azai Omer, Amri La Rabbi Shimon ben Zoma Omer, Rabbi Shimon, as I said, at some point it was actually Rabbi Shimon ben Zoma, Kola Olam Kula Lo Nivra Ela Letzavot Lazer. That the whole, well, the whole purpose of, um, of the world was created Letzavot Lazer. What's Letzavot? What's Letzavot? What's the word Tzav? What does tzav mean? To command. To command. Lezer, that the whole world was created in order that there would be a concept of Yerat Hashem in it, which means a desire for us to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu some way or another. Because otherwise, why would Hashem create the world? It's not a playground. Like, what's the purpose of the world? The purpose of the world is for us to serve Hashem. That's a simple thing. How do we serve it? What's the basis of it? So you say, loving Hashem, no. The basis of our service of Hashem is Yirat Hashem. Once you have Yirat Hashem, you can have Avat Hashem. But you can't have Avat Hashem if you don't have Yirat Hashem. Because Ava is the highest level. But it has to, it's like any relationship. You have to have, a, you have, to have a respect. 
instead of your wife. Exactly, and then you can love her. Exactly. Okay, good. Okay. Okay, let's go weiter. Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Um Rabbi Chalbo. Sure, look at that. So anybody that you know that your friend is going to is going to say shalom to you, what should you do? Get him before him. Get him before him. As it says, BK Shalom Varat Fail. Right? You, we got to chase after Shalom. So on the most simple level, what that means, Bakke, Shalom, is that ask the guy Shalom before he gets you. It's a competition. Right? You care about another person, ask them first. Don't wait for another person to, especially if you know that they do it anyway. So you know, some people aren't so friendly. I mean, that's the reality. That's, that's clear from the Gomorrah. That's some people wait for you to, you know, respond. Like teenage boys, you know? Like teenage boys never say hello. Part of their deal, right? Um, but if you know someone says hello, so first, say, just give me the first one to say hello. Okay, shalom, virrod feyu, chase after this concept of shalom. Okay? Correct. So then what happens if you say shalom? Shalom, shalom, shalom. Yeah, he walks in, he always says shalom, right? So what do you say? If a person, if you say shalom to another person and they don't respond shalom, right? Then what? Just in case you become a gazelle. Nikra gazelle is called a gazelle. Why? As it says, Vatem, Bahatem, Akerem, Gazalta, Oni, Bivatechem, says Rashi, Follow Av Gazlasa Asher, Gazeli. Says you must understand that even stealing from a wealthy person is theft, right? Robin Hood. Ella Gazlasa Oni, Shein, Loklum, Ligzomi, Menu, Ella Shelol, Hashiv, Al Shnomor. What about stealing from a person? I've got nothing. But let's just say, I've got nothing. But what I do have is the ability to say shalom to you. And I give you a piece of myself when I say shalom. You don't respond to that. It's like stealing from me. You've like stolen my... The only thing that I have, right, is my... The, the truth is, the reality is, the only thing we really have is our ability to make relationships. Because everything else is in the hands of our shit. Right? So, if I say to you, Shalom, you don't respond, Shalom. And, I, and then, I, now it doesn't say, you know, you must respond with gusto and with likely, but I think that's appropriate. You know, if a person says, Shalom, I like you mustn't go, you know, you know like we walk on the road, you know, Shalom, Shalom. It's like, what, lekker? <laughs> okay. The more involved you are talking about it, you know, you see the poor guy in the street. Yes. Correct. Correct. Now, but here's the thing. His says your chaveiro. You yep. see that? You see that? Zafka says chaveiro, which is and interesting. He said, yeah. In other words, he's, he's more broad than uh, just. Uh, it, yes, yes, yes. 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 He says if a person doesn't, isn't, what, what's the opposite side? What happens if a guy doesn't say hello to you first? Or no, doesn't say hello? He doesn't greet you. You still have to say shalom. So it says, let's he says yeah. Lo yaktim, lo shalom. Why? The shema chaveri lo yaksi lo shalom, ve yikra gazla. So now the other way around. Because if you say shalom to him, and he doesn't say shalom back, then what? He's a gazlan. We learned that. 
Right? So don't get it, don't, don't get it. I'm going to tell you in a minute. However, at the, at the, in, in, uh, at the end of Nezikin, it's actually also in Pirka um, Avois, it says that uh, Ravuna was, uh, sorry, Rav Chizda would be Maktum Shalom to everybody, even to an Ovet Kachavim. So the Gemara says, Efshah Baragil Yitain Lo Shalom. So maybe it's talking about a guy that he knew, people that he knew the way, so like he walked on the road. You know, the, one, of the, one of the most blessed things that we have in this country is that people are friendly as a rule. You know, there's like something about the, the culture. So you say, hello to someone, oh, hello, 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 you know, it's very really nice, it's beautiful, it's beautiful, wonderful. Inami, or it could be Mikhnei Darche Shalom. Or maybe the reason why he said shalom to even to the to the non-Jews just because just to to make shalom to ensure that there's a, a sense of 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 peace and connection. Right? Says and also if you say shalom to an it doesn't make a difference if he's, if he's going to be considered to be a thief. It's not important, right? Important is us. Okay. Va'ot shamati says the Maharsha. I also heard the lefi. Um, now what happens when you say shalom to, to a person we're supposed to say shalom aleichem and then the person is supposed to say respond to you aleichem shalom so there's double shalom on both sides and when you go walk down the streets unless that, that's that like kosher world where he's been taught you know what to respond by someone but it's like one day like, who's the guy that taught him how to say shalom aleichem and respond aleichem shalom but anyway right but uh, so, so he's not going to expect to have that, 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 that response okay don't worry about that in such a situation you don't have to worry about it. so the whole thing was that that the um, that Rav Chizda always wanted to get the response of a shalom why shalom what's shalom What's Shalom? Why is it so important? I say Shalom to you. Why, why, is it so, why can't I say how's it? Is there a difference between how's it and Shalom? Okay. The meaning is the same. Well, is it? Well, the intention is the same. The intention is the same, but the meaning is 100% different. How's it means hello. <laughs> shalom, when, why do I say Shalom to a person? You know, there's one thing, there's specific things you're not allowed to do in the bathroom. One of the things you're not allowed to do in the bathroom is you're not allowed to say Hashem's name. Right? We know that. And you're not allowed to say Shalom in the bathroom because that's Hashem's name. When you say Shalom to another Yid, and actually to any, other, any person, what you're actually recognizing is the godliness in them. You're saying Shalom, right? Shalom, Shalom, right? You're saying there. And then when they respond, you're getting, back, you're getting that back. So it becomes a godly connection. It's not just a stomach connection, right? It's a godly connection. Right, where we say shalom to, to one another in that way, and that's an, important, that's an important thing for us to understand in the way that we say, that we do say shalom. Um, so I just wanted to mention that uh, where, where the Maharshah says that Shema Nikra Gazlan, we're worried that, that if I say shalom to the guy, he's not used to say shalom, he's going to be called the Gazlan. Like, so what? Oh, why is that my issue? I want to say hello to that, and he doesn't say hello back to me. Why well, do I have to worry if we're going to be a guzzler? So there's a, um, there's a fascinating um, kliyakar. You know you're not allowed to charge interest, right? You know you're not allowed to charge interest. Okay. But there's two aspects of that. The one is I'm not allowed to charge. And number two, Louis, is you're not allowed to accept to pay interest. Okay? So 
I understand I'm not allowed to charge interest. That I get. Another year, you don't charge him interest. Okay? But if he's prepared to accept it, why can't I accept it? Why can't I just, why can't we come to a deal? So what we do is that we make the shmuchel. We go around eventually get it. But that's not the point, right? The heta iska. But why can't I just charge interest? He, he's happy to say, fine, give it to me at uh, fixed. You don't want to say at the repo rate because in the world today it might be all over. At a fixed rate of whatever percent, I'm happy to pay the interest. I just need the money. Okay, so you're saying that it's, it's abuse. It's abusive, okay? What happens if you know, and you both know, he, but he's going to go to the bank, he's going to do the same thing, and he has to pay more interest because you're friendly, so you, you might get at a fixed rate. They want it at the repo rate, right? So it's still, he's still going to pay the interest. Rather than pay another yid and help another yid to put his kids through school, right? Then, right? So, so the Kliyaka says, you know why? Because when you... When you accept to pay the interest, okay, I am making you do an Avera. Okay? And when you, right, and when you accept, you're making me lend on interest, which is an Avera, and a Jew doesn't get another Jew to do an Avera. That's the concept of All Jews connect to one another. And that's how profound it is. That's how we have to be thinking at every point in time. Whatever we do, however we engage, will there be a situation where I will compromise another yid? And if I'm going to compromise another yid, so then I mustn't do that. Or I must talk about it and make sure that it's not going to happen. Okay. So be careful who you say hello to. <laughs> yes. So hello, hello. I mean, it's, I think it's... A, now, but even then, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's very unpleasant. Like when you walk around and you say, good Shabbos, and you get the nod. I just want to wring their necks. It just drives me nuts. Sorry, I shouldn't, I'm recording that. He's taking notes. He's taking notes. That's true. That's true. It's like, you know, like, yeah, generally it's quite friendly, but if you're like in like England, you know, good Shabbos. Oh my gosh, someone's being loud, you know. It's not right. Okay, let's go right. Okay, so it says the Gomorrah. Turn over the page. Let's go. There we go. Okay. Amma Rabbi Yochanan, Mishum Rabbi Yosi. Minayin Shachadosh Baruch Hu Oh, now we're going to go back, go into some some real stuff now again. Right? How do you know that Hashem doesn't? Well, how do you know that He doesn't, and why do you care that He doesn't? Exactly. Exactly. So what does it mean? What does it mean that Hashem Tavim? Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, how do we know that Hashem is davening? Because it says, "Vav Yosim Har Kodshi Visi Machtim Beveis Tfilati." I'll take you. It says, "Vav Yosim." You all know this, right? Great song. I'll bring you the Harkochi to my, my house for Simachtim Beit Tfilati and rejoice with you in the Beit Tfilati, the house of my prayer. Tfilatam lo This is not the house of your prayer. Tfilati, my prayer. Mikanch, Akadosh Baruch Hu From here we see that Akadosh Baruch Hu davens because he's got a place of Tfilah. Ah, my Matzli. So what does he daven? Okay. 
Amarav Zutra Bartuvia Amarav Yiratsun Milifanai. What is he David? It's amazing. Hashem is davening. May it be the, my, my world in front of me. You know, like we say, Yiratsun Milifanecha. Say, Yiratsun Milifanai. May it be the world, my world in front of me. Right? What? That my rachamim should overcome my anger, and that my, 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 my compassion should be revealed over all my other midot, and I should deal with my sons, with, with the, with the midah of rachamim, and I should bring them in according to uh, beyond the letter of the law. So what's Hashem davening? And as, he's davening for us. What's he really davening for? Well, he's really davening for us, ultimately, right? But what's he davening? What does it mean that Hashem is saying, like, like may it be my will, okay? Let's leave that for the moment, right? That what? That that I do not express or manifest din, but rather manifest rachamim. That's what he's asking. In other words, HaKadosh, we understand that the default position that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sits in is the position of din. Why? Because the world is created according to laws. If the world is created according to laws, those laws are laws of din. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that when it comes to the human being, and specifically Banai, meaning us, his children. Right? So then uh, if I operate in the world of dinner, it's not going to work. I'll have to keep destroying the world over and over and over. So therefore, Hashem davens that in himself, he should have the strength to move from the middle of Din to the middle of Rachamim. I'm just giving you the, the, the overview, which is very difficult to understand. Right? Why does HaKadosh Baruch Hu have to daven to himself? There is clearly a massive conflict that is happening within the world of HaKadosh Baruch It's a conflict of how to deal with the world. Because his default position is to deal with it in one way, and somehow he knows it's like that he has to use Racham. Right? So why don't you just use Racham? Why does Din play such a fundamental role in all of this? And then it becomes Racham which is like beyond the letter. Yeah, sorry. Right. So, so that is the fundamental world that he's going to share the world around. Okay. Therefore, he needs to almost change his mindset so that the world that is the basis of the world. The same, I guess, with children. You can't work in a purely on, on the law. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to daven for that, maybe we have to daven for that as well. To change the way we are and the engagement that we have. To be careful in the way we judge, to be careful in the way we do, to find the space of Rachamim. Okay, we'll carry on, please God, on Wednesday. I mean, today's Wednesday. On Friday. Okay. Okay, so we're there, Zayn, Ahmed Aleph, four lines from the bottom. Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Mishum Rabbi Yossi. 
Rabbi Yechonin says, in the name of Rabbi Yossi, Kol dibur v'dibur shiatumi piyakadosh baruch hu. Every word that comes from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, letoiva, for good, af al afilu al Even if it has a condition to it, so everything that 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 Hakadosh Baruch Hu speaks about, but um, that 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 he that he that he kind of like has a has a statement of some type of fact. Even if it's al even if even if there is a condition to it, even if the condition is not always fulfilled, he never goes back on it. If it's latoiva, if it's for good, even if even if there's a condition, nonetheless, the Chodesh Baruch will fulfill that in some way, right? Minalan, how do we learn that? Mi Moshe Rabbeinu. We learn it from Moshe Rabbeinu. Why? What's happening with Moshe Rabbeinu? So the Torah says, Haref of Ashmidaim. If you remember, there's a time when Bnei Israel are a little bit um, wayward, and when they are wayward, Chodesh Baruch says, you know what? Remove yourself from the Jewish people. I want to destroy the Jewish people and establish you as a nation, uh, as a nation on your own, right? And we know that because of that, there's, there's a parsha. Anyone know which parsha? That doesn't have Moshe Rabbeinu's name in it. That's the homework. That's the homework. Okay, that's the homework. Which parsha doesn't have Moshe Rabbeinu's name? So the to- so it comes. The Gemara says that. Um, um, that whatever whatever Hakadosh Baruch Hu promises, there will be something good. And I'll make you into a great nation. Even though Moshe Rabbeinu davens, and he davens for the Jewish people in an unbelievable, powerful way, right? Because he wants to have it what he wants to have it repealed. He wants to end this kind of terrible thing. Because really, it's a decree to, to kill the Jewish people and to start again. So he says, right, even though he did, he uh, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu davens about for it, right? What? The meals of uvatla, and it becomes and becomes a nullified. Afilo hachi ukme bezare. Nonetheless, there is a great nation that is established um, as as a result of this promise. Shneimar, as it says in Divra Ayamim, b'nei Moshe Gershom veEliezer, Gershom veEliezer, that the children of Moshe are Gershom and Eliezer. Vayu b'nei Eliezer, Rachvei Arosh, b'nei Rachvei Rabbu Lamaila, etc., etc. And it tells about how incredible these. Um, the, 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 the numbers of children of Moshe Rabbeinu um, had. Now, it's interesting um, <coughs> that we hear nothing. I mean, just as an aside, it's got to do with the Gomorrah, but we hear nothing about Moshe Rabbeinu's children. We know he has uh, Gershom Eliezer, right? And we know this week's Parsha is where uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, there's this whole challenge with the Brit Miller, where, uh, where he, he, didn't, he didn't give a bris to one, one of his kids, and so therefore it's a challenge and he's worried it's going to be killed and it's a whole story going on there. But either way, um, they're not mentioned at all. And when we speak about the generations of Moshe, we actually speak about the sons of Aaron. <laughs> when, when the Torah mentions that, because they really, be, they really are the ones that take on the leadership um, mantle from Moshe. And it's a, very, it's a, it's a well-known idea that uh, very often, especially in, um, amongst rabbinic figures, that the children don't take over from the parents, right? It's 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 uh, it's a thing. So one has to be aware of that. Yes. So Hasidus is different because that's a dynasty. But as a like someone simple simple leadership. No, no, he wasn't. That's the thing. Moshe Rabbeinu. It wasn't about Moshe Rabbeinu. Was just him. It was his personality, and we're not even sure if he had such a great personality, right? Moshe Rabbeinu is not the person. Moshe Rabbeinu is the leader, but he's a leader because he's chosen to be. So again, 
Perhaps because they had something to do. Seriously. I don't know the answer to that, but it might be because they had something to do. Meaning, Moshe Rabbein, what did Moshe Rabbein do? He led the people, that's all. Right? Whereas the Kwanim had all the Korbanot, they had all the, all the rituals to, to play, so therefore it's easy, you, you're involved in that space as opposed to just leading. And uh, it's not easy. I mean, I said it with my kids, like uh, when, I, when, we, when we at school and like, the, the, something has to be said, and I say it, he said, come to me the other day, he said to me, every time you speak and I'm in the same room, you're going to pay me 500 rand. <laughs> because it's embarrassing. They're not, they're kids, they, they don't. I was like, so it's interesting. It was, uh, it was, <laughs> oh, man, yeah. She says, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Could, could be. But we know, but... Yeah, stands out. Could be. Could be. Could be. So that's, I mean, that, that's just an interesting idea to think about. Um, but nonetheless, the promise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes true. Because we see that this, that this Rachel becomes a multitude of people. And that's only mentioned in Yomim, which is the last safer of, the, of Tanakh. So, there is a, so we see that even though the, the promise, which was that he would destroy the Jewish people, the people and then create greatness, that promise comes true. That's what the Gomorrah is trying to, trying to tell himself. Okay, so carries on the Gomorrah. Uh, but Tani Rav Yosef, and Rav Yosef says that, um, that what does it mean? Lamaile Mishishim, Rabbi Asya Ravye Ravye. Says yeah, that uh, Rav Yosef said that when it says Lamaila, that in the passage which describes how many people there were, it means there were more than 600,000. And we learn that out from a, from a, from a, um, a Gezerah Shava. Gezerah Shava works that you have a word in one place and you have another word in another place. And it's not random. It's specifically created by a Chazal. And they connect that word to that word. And therefore, they're able to learn out what the word means from that, from that what's called the Gezerah Shava. Because it says, Ksiv Hacha Rabu Lamaila, Ksiv Hasam. There, here it says Rabu Lamaila, Ksiv Hasam. There it says, Vinay Israel Paru, Vishritsu, Vayirbu. And there it's, and, and here, in another passage which speaks about this word Rav, it speaks about Venezuel, Paru, Virbu, Vishritsu. Where do you know that from? Because says this week's Parsha. Ah, Paru, Virbu, Vishritsu. You should all know this. Think much broadly. Ubene Israel, Paru, Virbu, Vishritsu. B'nai Israel, they, uh, they, they, before they keep, so where do, you, where do you say this? Where do you say this, Pasuk? I'm not trying to trick you out. I'm trying to make you think. Your Pesach say This is the first part of the Pesach say it. B'nai Israel, paru, yirbu, yishritu, batima leha, aretz, hotam, and that the land was filled with them, and because the land was filled with them, that's where the whole thing starts. Just before that. Yes, it's this week's Pasha. It's in this week's Pasha. So this is the foundation of the, the Jewish people, of the greatness. So we see, therefore, that in Egypt, there were myriads and myriads of Jews. That's where we're learning from. 600,000 Jews. 600,000 Jewish males. In 210 years, from 70. When they left, they left me trying. Okay? Very serious. Exactly. 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 It's quite, it's, it's quite something, actually. You know, ten generations to 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 multiply to that extent. Um, I got. Let's go. Yeah, the male. Only the male. Six hundred. Women and the children. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Only the males. Only the and only the males from twenty to sixty. It's not every male. It's only the males from twenty to sixty. That's how many there were. Okay, let's go weiter. Amar Rabbi Yechonon. 
says the Gemara carries on on the next page. Amar Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Shimon Yochai. Miyom Shabara Hakadosh Baruch Hu Sa'olam. From the time that, from the day that Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the world, Lo Haya Adam Shekaru La Hakadosh Baruch Hu Adon Ad Shebara Avraham Vakaru Adon. Then there was nobody until from the day of creation, right? And imagine how close they were to Hashem. You know, at least initially. From the day of creation until Avraham Avinu, how many generations is that? Oh, careful. Pirka Avos says, right? Pirka Avos says, from, from Adam to Noach was 10 generations. From Noach to Avram was another 10 generations. We're talking about 20 generations of people, right? Which, by the way, how long is a generation? In day, in day time, generation was different because they live five hundred, five hundred. <laughs> yeah, yes. But a generation is not defined by how long you live. A generation is defined of how, of how long the... You, 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 you exist until the, the next generation, 25, 30, right? So that's how, that's how it is. We, our, our, our thing we say is like 20 years. But a generation is 25, 30 years. So that's how many years there are. So there's, there's 20 generations from Adam until Avraham Avinu. And up in, from between that period, nobody called Hashem Adon. Now, we don't understand that. Because we use the, the, the terminology of Adon every single day in every single brocha. Baruch Adon, right? But until such point, until the time that Avram Avinu came around, nobody referred to Hashem as Adon, which means the master. So what did they refer to Hashem as? Hashem. And why is it such a big thing to call Hashem Adon? I mean, the Gemara makes this astounding statement. 20 generations, no one called him Adon, right? Until Abraham Avinu came and called him Adon. So what? So what? So he was called the, the creator. He was called, uh, I don't know, whatever. Maybe he wasn't a male at the time. They couldn't call him Adon. Maybe it's another form because he referred to, to Adam and Eve. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a good form, man. But, what, what's the, what does Adon mean? Imagination. But use your imagination carefully. What does Adon mean? Which means, what, what does that make me? A servant, right? A slave, a servant. In other words, when, when someone refers to somebody else with the, with the term master, it makes them into, they, they subjugate themselves to that person. So really, really what the Gemara is saying, that is from the time of, Avram, of Adam Arishon until Avram Avinu, nobody was prepared to 100% subjugate themselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. To commit. Okay? That's what made Avraham Avinu so great. You're living in a world where everybody, even today, people recognize God as the creator. You know, like, I mean, we used to live in Cape Town. We were, not such, what a beautiful creation. The world is beautiful. You know, you know, but it doesn't mean that you keep a mitzvah. It just means you talk it out. It's a good game. It's two different things. Completely two different things. And that's what the Gemara is trying to tell us. That at this point in time, Avram Avinu calls HaKadosh Baruch uh, the Adon, as it says, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises it, Avram Avinu, that he will um, get the land of Israel, right? And he says to him, how do I know? And this is unbelievable, by the way, just think about it. He calls HaKadosh Baruch Hu his master, but he questions him. That's us. Right? right? That's us. We're, we're prepared to subjugate ourselves. Oh, well, we just want to understand it. It's not so simple, right? You're not, we're, not, we're not thoughtless. We're not, th- correct. we're not thoughtless slaves. Okay? Rashi 
um, Rashi says here that um, if you look at Rashi, it says that Adonai Hashem Elokim. I mean, it's from Katuv by Aleph Dalad. It's the first time in the Torah that the word Adon, which we pronounce, we, we pronounce all the Yud Hey Vav Hey's as Adon, right? But the first time in the Torah, there, there's this concept of of um, of Adon. Okay. How do we, how do we, I'm just trying to like introduce this concept, how do we make sure that we remember that every day? Say again? But our brochas, the reason why we say the Adon in our brochas is because we, we can't say Shem Hashem. We get the sun also. Right? Mm. So if that's the case, if that's the case, if we can't say the Shem Hashem in that way, so then what do we do? So we say Adon, but it's not, re- it's not really, it's not the real terminology. What's the real terminology? Is Yud Kei Vav Kei. between Adonai and Adonai. Adonai will be my Yes, and Adonai. Adon, Adonai is, is master of everybody. Yeah, correct. So where do we say that every day? In order for us to reconnect, you want to move over here? In order for us to reconnect to the, call it the God of Avram Avinu, how do we do that? Before you even say brachas. Where? Where do you say Adon in Modiani? So we. So we we I don't know what happened to us as the Ashkenazim, right? How many of us say Adon Olam and Yigdal and all this like in the beginning of the at the beginning of Davening? You know what? Anyone said? I've never said it before in my life. Right? Never ever said it before in my life. Okay? Um, Chabadniks are very into it. The, the Sfaridim do it. We just are kind of like, we find it's whatever we can. Hey, it's in the book, of course. So if you don't use it, take it out. No, but once it's in the book, then you don't have to say it, you know? <laughs> as long as it's there in the book, that's the most important part. So, so the whole, well, that, that, that's what it is. That's why it's there. Adono Lam, but look what it says. Adon Olam, Hashem Alach, Adon Olam, the, the master, Hashem Alach, who was the king, but Terem Kol Yatsir Nivra, before any of creation. In other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't become Adon because of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu just recognized Hashem as Adon after 20 generations of creation, but we recognize him that he was the Adon right at the beginning of, uh, before, even, before creation even started. Okay, that's just the part of the, of the process here. Okay, let's carry on. Um, Okay, uh, okay, Amarav, Av Daniel lo ne'ene ela bishvil Avraham. And you know how great, you know how great Avraham Avinu is? Avraham Avinu is so great that it's because of Avraham Avinu that Daniel, the prophet Daniel, which is how many years after Avraham Avinu? It's almost a thousand years after. So it's generation of, it's hundreds of generations. Remember, Daniel is in the time of the destruction of the second base Amigdash. Sorry, first base Amigdash. First base Amigdash. He's at that time. He's there at the time of the Purim story, right? Which is 70 years after the destruction of the Bait Amigdash. That's when he is. And why are his tefillahs answered? Because of Avram Avinu, as it says, and now, Hashem, yeah, the, the tefillah of your servant, and his supplications, Adonai, 
He says, Leman Adonai, for the sake of Adonai. So he says, it should have said, Leman Cha, for your sake. Why do you? You're saying to Hashem, please answer something for the sake of something. To say, it's for your sake. So why does it say, Leman Adonai? Because, Leman Cha, mi ba'alai, Ela, Leman, Avram, Shekar Adon. The reason why it's Laman Adonai is because it's Laman for the sake of Aram Avinu who called you Adonai. I'm not asking you to do it for your sake. I'm asking you to do it in the merit of Avram Avinu. Okay, so we, we, we say, we say uh, this, this whole, all the davening, Melokei Avram, Melokei Yitzchak, Melokei Yaakov. The invoking of Avram Avinu is fundamental because it takes us back to the, the first time recognition of Avram as this one who recognizes Hashem as the master. Okay, right, let's go. Says the Gemara. Um, so Rabbi Yochanan says the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. It's an amazing, it's just, I'm teaching now the, the boys. So I said to them, you know, it's an amazing, the Gemara is so ADD. Like unbelievable. Right? And I think that's there to train us to hold our own like ADD-ness, <coughs> right? The Gemara is quoting different, uh, the same person, right? Rabbi Yochanan in the name of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Okay? But it's not, there's nothing that links all of these things together, right? It's just the person who said it, which means, therefore, this person, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, or Rabbi, or what well, say, like, so Rabbi Yochanan is quoting with him, he's just like throwing in all these statements just because it's an opportunity to speak about this person. Now, we have to, if we can, try and stream them together. We can. But even if we can't, we've got to try hook up to make sure that we, can, we, we manage to learn. So he says here, what is, what is that, 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 how do we know that you do not try and appease a person at the time of his anger? We know that to, to try and get a person to... Um, when a person is to calm down, you know, like, calm down. You know, no, I'm not calming down. Calm down. Right? Like, so why, uh, so, so comes, here comes along uh, and says, you can't do it. You, you mustn't try and implicate such a person because he says, um, uh, my face will go and I will give you rest. I'll go. And then you'll get the rest. You can't expect to have the rest in the, whilst a person is in their moment of um, in the moment of madness. Okay, carry on the Gemara. From the day that Hashem created His world, nobody was moide. Nobody um, acknowledged or thanked Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Ad Shabata Leah until Leah came along, Vahodato, and she gave Akodish Baruch Hu thanks, as it says, Hapam Oide Es Hashem. This time I will thank Hashem. So before that, nobody thanked Hashem. So you have ten generations, sorry, twenty generations that nobody recognized Hashem as Adon. And you have an additional three generations, because she is, remember it's Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, and then his wife Leah, right? Three generations until somebody has Pays Hakadosh Baruch Hu the appropriate acknowledgement that is deserving of Hapam. This time I'll thank Hashem. You know, when we have a child or any great thing happens, we say thank you. You know, you know, in the firmer you are, the more Baruch Hashem you say, right? But that's how we do it. If something great good happens, you say thank God. How come Leah only is made only thanks Hashem when on the fourth child? 
fourth child, right? Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda. What happened to Reuven? When Reuven is born, there's no mention of God, right? It's about the fact that her, that her, that her husband will see now she's had a child. Levi, oh, they all, there's, there's not about the Kodesh Baruch Hu now. So Rashi says, Lefi Sherata Rucha Kodesh. Why does she thank Hakadosh Baruch Hu? And what we're going to learn here is a is a is a as an essential um, um, foundation of where Hoda'ah comes from, of where thanks comes from. The Fisherata Baruch Hakodesh. She saw with Ruach Hakodesh. She Yaakov Mamid Shneim Asar Shvatim. She she saw with this kind of divine inspiration, which goes already to show us that the the Imahot were like Nevias. Neviot, that had some type of, this, of, of prophecy. Amazing. Velo Arbanashi, and he had four wives. So if, so if there are 12 children and he has four wives, then what? So then it must be that each wife is going to have three children, right? Kevan Sheyalda ben Ravii, once she got the fourth child, Hodita al Chalkasha alayu termina cheshbon amagiyala. She gave thanks to her chalek, which was more than she should have had. Okay? And therefore, what's thanks about? When do, when, what is the essence of thank? Is an understanding that we get more than we deserve. That's what thanks is about. Right? And a person who is humble will thank all the time. Because we're never deserving of anything. What are we deserving of? I don't know about you, but I know myself. I mean, it's on recording. It's okay. I'm not, I'm not always the, you know, the, the, the perfect Jew or perfect human being or perfect husband or perfect father or perfect friend or perfect person, right? So, why am I, so what am I deserving of? When I recognize that it's beyond what it should be, then I give thanks, okay? And, no, and I'm never deserving I saw this in one of them, if I can't remember who, I'm never deserving of another person serving me, ever. Right? Because why should one other person serve me? If that other person is also created in the image of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how come they should be serving me? Therefore, when a person is a, a street sweeper or whatever, you say thank you, because they're serving you. Right? The only one who's supposed to be serving is me. I, I recognize Hashem, because I don't. That's... Right? So that's how this whole thing, that's quite, quite, was quite an interesting idea. Sorry. Ah, so that's, that's the Mepharshim ask. What about all the Korbanot that came before? Right? We, we, in, the first, in, the, in, the, in the first parasha that we read of Bereshis, before I can't easily get, before that, Adam, Adam, Adam um, what's his name? Uh, Kain and Hevel. But that doesn't seem to be the same expression of Hoda'ah as, um, as Leah has. And it's never mentioned. The words aren't mentioned. Well, but you see here, you guys talked about sacrifice. The previous one was no sacrifice. You talked about the <coughs> Yes. Sacrifice. No, no, really. Yeah, 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 it's words. It's words. It's words. There, it's, it's actions. And maybe that's the difference. You're verbalizing what you feel. That brings everything into a different space. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's stop there, guys. Um,
because we're at the end of that sugya, and then Bezrat Hashem, we will continue on Monday and continue. Shkrach, everybody. And Have a Monday lovely. Will be and Monday will be in the um, at the bottom.